Whether you're reading it for the first time or the hundredth, you will always find something new within the words of John's Gospel. While simultaneously being the easiest to read for new believers, the Gospel of John is a beautifully woven masterpiece loaded with deep theological insight that only the closest of Jesus' followers could express. In this book, we'll explore many themes like light versus darkness, life and death, and what it means to be born again. As stated by John, the purpose of his gospel is to convince the readers that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that if you believe in him, you will have eternal life. Join us as we embark on a journey through John's gospel. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. And we'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. Alrighty, so we are closing out uh, the book of John today with uh, John chapter 21. <coughs> we have um, had a really fun time doing all of this, going through the book of John, and it's been a blessing and an honor um, to dive into this book, into the scriptures, and, and you know, just learn from different angles and perspectives on on what this actually says. Um, but today we are closing this one out of the Gospel of John, and yeah. it's been quite a journey. Yeah, it has. And hopefully uh, last week you we kind of did like a, a backtrack a little bit for Romans. Yeah. And so hopefully if you haven't heard our Romans uh, edition, uh, the Road of Romans, um, we really talk about kingdom and your kingdom rights as a citizen of the of the kingdom of God, and and uh, we enjoyed the Romans, and that's why yeah. we kind of wanted to reintroduce it for our listeners of those who had not heard the Roman Romans. And so, if you have heard it, and you want to re re listening to it, we'd encourage you to do that. But finishing out John, you know, yeah. wow, we've come a long ways. Come a long way. Um, not including the road to Romans, because this is technically episode twenty of this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, episode thirty. 30 yeah. But technically, we've done twenty nine episodes in the book of John in, in itself, which is which is a, a good bit. Yeah, um, it is. You know, and but um, I'm looking forward for continuing. In, yeah. in John, because you know, uh, I, I, we spent almost over a half of year. Yeah. doing the book of John. So. Yeah, it's been a good while. Yeah, it has been, but it's been good. Yeah, so I mean that's the goal, and we're barely scraping the surface on on even yeah. John. Yeah, even with There's John, so much more in there. We um we you know we only have so much time, um yeah. to do this, and um it's been a quite quite a good journey I think. Yeah, I do. I believe. <clears throat> but yeah, after this we're starting First John. Yeah. Um, Second John and Third John. So we're gonna yeah. go into the the, next the epistles week. of John. That's next week. Um. So yeah. And look, the thing is, I mean, <coughs> our goal is to, to follow the Holy Spirit as we're we're talking because we believe in the verbal inspiration of the Word of God, and as He also He inspires us, we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and release things that God's put in us here in this podcast. And so yeah, that's our our intentions. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that's that's the goal. Um, but today we are talking in John chapter twenty one. This is after Jesus' resurrection. This is after Jesus shows up and mm -hmm. Thomas, you know, feels Jesus's, you know, wounds yeah. and sees and that. He did proof. Yeah, the proof. Um, and so now he's going to focus on Peter. Yeah. Because um, Peter is struggling. And um, so we're just going to dive on in. It says, As after this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter... Thomas called the twin 
Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, and the two sons of Zebedee, which is you know James right. and John, um, and two other of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, "I'm going fishing." Mm. They said to him, "We will go with you." They went out and they got into the boat, and but that night they caught nothing. So I want you to take notice. Um, yes, it's better for fishermen to catch at nighttime yeah. in, in this type of environment. But um, John includes this stuff for a reason. Because, like like we talked about, the, the, the theme of light and darkness, mm-hmm. day and night. And he's toying with this idea of, you know, they're in the darkest of their night again. You know, they're, you know, without Jesus, he's... You know, Peter's depressed. He's going back to what his normalcy was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, we see when Jesus meets Peter, we see, you know, Jesus calling Peter and saying, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Right. And you see Peter doing that. And then now you see him regressing back to what is comfortable with him. And I think oftentimes in times of tragedy and, and stuff like that, I think oftentimes we do revert back to what normal, what we feel is normal. Yeah, it's a mental uh, lapse where you you go to um, places where you felt comfortable. Uh, you regress instead of progress. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely, you, you, everybody goes through those moments. Specifically, when traumatic things happen, we digress, and sometimes you got to go backwards to go forwards. And and this is where Jesus is reidentifying Himself. Right. I mean, yes, that that is true to an extent. Um. But I think right now Peter is dealing with such guilt of course. and condemnation um, because he was the one that denied Jesus. He was the only one that di- denied Jesus. Verbally, everybody did it secretly. Yeah. he was. He, but I mean, that's how, it just shows his boldness, Yeah, how he verbally did. I mean, if he's going to do it, he's 100% one way or the other. Right. And, and, and so, I don't think his intentions were doing no. were, were, were to do that, but I think he, he was acting... Out of fear and confusion, confusion and uncertainty. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But 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 now he's he's full of so much guilt and condemnation, um, that he physically cannot pick himself up and and go forward. He 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 reverts to go backwards. Well, I, I you know I feel in my heart that it hit the worthlessness that he, the, yeah. the less than value. Right. I mean, I think I hit on it Sunday, but the less than value of the feeling of I'm not good enough yeah. to do this. I'm not good enough to, I mean, I failed. I'm feel like a failure. I have failed. Right. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't deserve to be associated with the whole, the, the disciple thing anymore. I, I have no purpose, no reason yeah. to go forward. You know, I mean, think about it. He even, you know, you know, he has a family, he had a livelihood, yeah. a business, and he left all that to follow Christ. Yeah, exactly. And so now he's like, what did that leave me? You know, I, I abandoned everything. And what does that leave me now? <laughs> you know, where, right. where, where do I fit in this picture? And so, right. And then I denied the only person that. Loved you know, me, that supported loved me, me, supported me, and was there for me. Yeah, you know, what redeemed I'm saying? me, right. showed me a new life of right. living. Right, and and now he's like in this like f- mental funk, if you will. Yeah, where he just, you know, he he's going back. You know, he's going mm-hmm. back to the way it was because that's that's you know that's what normal is to him. And 
<clears throat> and as a leader as he is, when he says, I'm going fishing, they all say, well, we'll go with you. Right. You know, what What else are we going to do? Yeah. So they, they, they exerted their energy in something right. in when a they, direction. I mean, they should have been continuing the mission at that point. That you know, was they, the goal. They, but, but um, you know, Jesus didn't commission them, so they, they didn't have an idea. But, you know, I, I think that Jesus was trying to train them to show them what to do. That way, like, as soon as he ha- his death happens, then they could have went out and continued doing what they were supposed to be doing. But isn't it like tragedy, though? When tragedy strikes, you don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, yourself. It's like a daze yeah. and a confusion, a state of confusion. But he allowed them to do it. Yeah. To show them that your way isn't going to be successful. What you came from right. isn't where you're not meant to be. Right. And so, so that's why when they went out on the boat, and they and that night they caught nothing. So the, what was supposed to have been productive, a prime time of fishing, was a waste of time. Yeah, energy, quite literally, money. Yeah, because you got to spend money to buy all the bait, and you can't just throw a hook out there and expect to catch anything. There's, there's, I mean, you like when, you know, I went to see my sister Martina. Those of you remember her on podcast a month ago, um, with my mom. Uh, we went. My brother-in-law has a pontoon boat. We went out fishing yeah. in, the, in the North Carolina Bay area, and um, and um, it costs money. I mean, you got to buy the right bait. Yeah, you know, you got to do the right things. Yeah. And so, for them, you know, for them, it wasn't just that; it was a lot of work too, because yeah. they were casting nets out into yeah. the thing, and like these nets became really, really heavy as they got wet. Yeah. And like they pick up the debris and stuff. So like they're working all night. Intuition. They're they're following their intuition, yeah. what they yeah. knew, what Peter was comfortable knowing, you know, leading the other guys to help him do yeah. what he was doing. It was just a lot. It was a lot. You know? And um and now we see them, you know, verse four, mm-hmm. you know, what we see they went out in the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Right, right. You know, all that work for nothing. nothing. And I think like that's the way Peter felt though as well. It's like with the whole Jesus thing. It's what like, else am I doing right? You know, I'm doing everything wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. He's like, you know, all that work, all those years for, right. for what? Yeah. For, for nothing. nothing. You know, all the time, energy, all the emotions invested in that, all, all that. Yeah. You know, um, you know, cause I mean, think about it when, when after Jesus, you know, died on the cross. Yeah. All right. And here, here they are, you know, the, the Experience the resurrection, and then okay, what do I do now? Well, I know I can start my business up again. I mean, you can yeah. hear them thinking, "I can, I can start my business." I mean, yeah. Okay, well, what, what is doing with do? you? We we're yeah. going business together. We know right. each other, right? So, yeah. Um, just as day was breaking, mm-hmm. catch this. Jesus yeah. stood on the shore. Mm. So that's you know the light has come. Mm-hmm. Um, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, "Children, do you have any fish?" Hmm. They answer him, no. He said to them, cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Mm. So there's a right way about it. Right. Which is also mirroring the first time that Jesus met Peter and Correct. John and James. And Reconnecting the dots. Yeah. I mean, John doesn't tell us this in this story and in, in his gospel, but, you know, he tells it in the, you know, when nothing is in Matthew. Matthew tells us that. Um, cast your net on the right side. And, you know, that's when Peter caught all those fish, you know. And so they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. So that way he, he recreated the first miracle that he did for Peter, you know, which speaks yeah, volumes. Yeah, and gives them hope again. Yeah. As I, as 
a renewed sense of following Christ in a different way. Yeah. So he's recommissioning him to the call. Yeah. Basically what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it, and Peter recognizes it, mm. you know, he recognizes it. The disciple whom Jesus loved, therefore said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put out, he put on his outer garment mm. for he was stripped to work and threw himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. Um, so, you know, Peter just abandons it and just, he's like, I don't care about the fish anymore. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going back. Yep. You know, and it's just this desperate, this desperation that Peter has um, coming back to Jesus, yeah. you know, that he he's willing to now leave, leave it again. Yeah. You know, he didn't even care if he got back to shore. Mm. And how he got there it didn't matter. No. He just his dri- he was driven yeah. to go back. All he cared about was going to to to, to Jesus. And you know, and in that like it is with many people, I mean, we I've been in ministry for a long time. You've been in ministry for a good while. And we've seen people leave God, walk away from the church, walk away from, you know, serving the Lord. I don't think that people ever truly walk away from God unless they denounce him. Right. I believe that they suppress certain things in their life to not feel. Yeah. You know, that's our that's our coping mechanism. That's a uh, to remain numb. To remain numb, because we don't want to feel bad. Yeah. We don't want to feel sad. We don't want to change things because if we change, that means that a lot exerts a lot of energy. And, right. And, and but yet here here's Peter. You know, he he's he's running off of the boat. He's mm. clothing himself himself to meet Christ. Yeah. Right where he was. <laughs> right. And notice I, I don't think Jesus would have cared, you know, that he had his outer garments off. Right. And, and, but and, but that's just that feeling of being exposed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he he felt like he needed that extra layer. That's part of the darkness. Yeah. Versus light. Right. Like that's the Adam and Eve thing where yeah. they were where they you know, they clothed themselves and yeah. And to hide, you know, and so yeah. Peter was, I think he was almost putting on a facade, you know, uh, his outer garments, you know, representing something, you know. I think maybe, maybe that's what John was trying to illustrate. Yeah, absolutely. First no, I don't think J- Peter had that in mind, but John's No, but that's what John was illustrating, yeah. Yeah, and, and so, you know, but today, I mean, going, you know, circling, ending my thought, it, it, when, when we come to Christ and we fully become aware of Christ's presence, you know, coming back. Is is a moment where we wake up. Yeah. It's an awakening. I mean, knowledge is an awakening. It's an awareness. It's a conscious awareness of yeah. knowing God. Right. And so he became consciously aware that hey, Christ is there. Yeah. This is the light of God. Yeah. Yep. And he was. It's a new day. Yeah. Exactly. And so um, when they got out on land, mm-hmm. they saw a charcoal fire mm-hmm. in place, with fish already laid out on it, mm. and bread. So, again, their catch didn't matter. Jesus already had what they needed. And I think everything was symbolic. The fire, yeah. the fish, the bread. Right. Everything was very symbolic. Right. I mean, think about one of Jesus' biggest miracles was the fish and loaves. Yeah. And the fire was... And the was, fire was where Peter denied him. Yeah. yeah. And restored him. Yeah, but he's yeah he's going to restore yeah. him here. Um, and so, you know... Um, yeah, and you, you you're seeing Jesus with everything in place, waiting. 
you know, waiting for them. And and that's a beautiful picture because I know that we're on a sermon series waiting on the Lord. Right. But sometimes Jesus is waiting on us. Yeah. For the move to, to act, be active. Yeah. You know, we, we, God, I'm waiting on you. And God's like, no, I've been waiting on you. Get up. Because think <laughs> about this. When did when did Peter deny Jesus? He denied him early morning right mm. before the rooster crows. Yeah. And now the sun is just starting to rise. Yep. That's about the time the rooster crows. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is redeeming all the time that Peter had lost. Bringing him the time. back to that yep. moment mm-hmm. where he denies him. Yeah. Just to pick him back up and say, okay, let's pick ourselves back up the same way that you denied me around a charcoal fire. You know, that's where it said that he denied Jesus around a charcoal fire. And he denied him three times. And and, and so now we're going to see the restoration of Peter picking back up same time, right. just about the same time, with um, around the same place-ish, you know, fire, charcoal fire. Now he's going to be restored to go out. And, and, and be the man that he was supposed to be. And it's just a beautiful picture of, you know, Jesus was waiting for him to come back. You know, he was waiting for him with welcoming arms, open arms. Yeah. And notice it wasn't Jesus that distanced himself from Peter. It was Peter that distanced himself from Jesus because he felt guilty. He felt condemned. He felt all this stuff. And he was projecting all those thoughts on onto God. And that's oftentimes, I think, what goes through our mind is the worthlessness that we feel and, yeah. and we project those thoughts onto God, and we think that that's what God thinks about us. Yeah, which is totally wrong. Which is wrong. But see, I like the redeeming because, I mean, Ephesians 5, 16 talks about redeeming the time because the days are evil. And and because the days are evil, evil has come to take away what could have been good <coughs> days, good years in your life. Yeah. But redeeming the time is something that means to buy back, to regain the possession of it. Yeah. So the time is a gift from God, and, and none of us know how much time we're allotted. So God, he gives us this redemption. Right. Jesus is the redemption. He redeems lost moments and times. Yeah. And I've known people who have lost many, 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 many years because of things. Yeah. But God redeems in a matter of moments gives more. I mean, Job lost it all. Yeah. God redeemed him. Yeah. Double. Yep. <laughs> but that's that's the redemption power of Jesus Christ. That's right. what he provides. No, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. You know, he he wants and, and but he's he's waiting. You know, he's waiting. And 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 that's the key, you know. Oftentimes, you know, we see, like I said, we see us as waiting on him, but mm. sometimes he's just waiting on us. Yep. And so that's that's kind of where Jesus is at here. In verse 10, you know, Jesus says to them, bring some of the fish that you caught. Mm-hmm. So Simon Peter went on board and hauled the net ashore. Large full, a full I'm sorry, full of large fish, 150 of them. I'm sorry, 153. Yeah. That's a lot of fish. Yeah. And although they were there were so many, the net could not be torn. And Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, None of the disciples dare ask him, who are you? For they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. And so with the fish, this was now the third time that Jesus revealed to the disciples after he was risen from the dead. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said yes to him. 
Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said, Then feed my lambs. He said a second time to Simon, Son of John, Do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said, Then tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said this to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, whenever you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But When you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you to where you do not want to go. This he said to show what kind of death he was going to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Interesting, I feel, and you may have a different take on it, or may agree. Um, These three moments, I believe Jesus was giving Peter an opportunity to validate the words by the fire, he denied. Yes, yes. So, so, so he denied Jesus three, three times. times and validated and gave explanation. Yeah, you know he wanted because I'm sure in Peter's heart he wanted to say, "I wish I can just take it back. I wish I can tell the Lord that I, I, I love Him and I I'm willing to serve Him and I wish I didn't deny Him." I believe this was a, a part of the restoration. Yeah, of of uh, of what Christ was providing the redeeming of time. Yeah. So basically. He went back to that moment in time mm-hmm. to show Peter, I, I was, I know your heart. Yeah, you know, I'm just doing this for you to, so you to verbalize your heart to me. Right, I already know your heart. Right, you know. Yeah, if he didn't know his heart, he wouldn't have prepared the fire. No, <laughs> he wouldn't have prepared the the fish. He wouldn't have even showed up. Right, and that's the thing. It's like you know, sometimes people say things out of fear, out of anger that they don't truly right. mean. Right. You know, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But I think in that scenario and other scenarios like it, you know, that's not out of the heart. It's out of the hurt. Yeah. And just what's hitting the mind. You know, some we all think a lot, a lot of things. And sometimes we don't verbalize what we think. And I think at that moment, because of the hurt, he verbalized what was the what was on his mind, (laughs) not in his heart. Yeah. God knew his heart. Right. And and therefore, the, what he said out of his mind did not even correlate or to what his heart was. To where his heart was. Yeah, and so now you see, you know, Jesus didn't have to ask him. Jesus already knew that he loved yeah, him. Absolutely. You know, Jesus already knew this. He was doing it for Peter's sake. Right. He wasn't doing it for his own sake. He already knew, and and so like, where we see, you know, Peter, you know, saying, "Yeah, I love you. Yeah, I love you." But yeah, this was um, Jesus, you know, redeeming Peter to 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 who Peter is supposed to be. Um, the the Greek words here that Jesus first uses is the agape love. Do you agape me? And agape is just like this deep, deep love. But Peter doesn't respond with agape. He responds with philo, which which is like a a deep love, but it's not agape love. You know, it's a brotherly love. And 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 you know, I think part of Part of Peter not jumping to that agape is because of that guilt, you know, and he says, you know, I, I do love you. I do love you. And Jesus says, no, but you do. You do agape me and this like self-giving love, because here's what's going to happen to you. You're going to die this death for me. Yeah. And so like Jesus saw ahead to 
He knew, and he wanted to show Peter that, yeah, you do love me the way that I love you. And so that's kind of, you know, with that. But um, so Peter turned and he saw the disciples whom Jesus loved following him, which that's talking about John, um, the one who had also leaned back against him during the supper and said, Lord, who is it that's going to betray you? When Peter saw him, Jesus said, um, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? How is this guy going to die? <laughs> Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remains until I come, what is that to you? You just follow me. So Jesus is saying, you mind you, Peter. Yeah. Mind yourself. Um, Worry about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, Jesus, uh, um, yeah, Peter just heard that he's going to die this, you know, almost this crucifixion of death. Yeah. You know, it's going to be. It's going to be hard on him and, and all that stuff. Um, and he's like, well, what about John? What about this guy? Is he going to die a gruesome death too? Um, and Jesus like, you know, you know, it's not yours to know. <laughs> Just all that words about all that need, all that you need to worry about is mind yourself. Yeah. Pretty much. So the saying spread abroad in verse 23 among the brothers that, that John, this disciple was not to die. Yet Jesus did not say that to him. No, he did. But if it is my will that you remain here until I come, what's that to you? And so, you know, that's just saying that, you know, John, he never said that John wasn't going to die. He just said, you know, it's none of Peter's business. Yeah. That he's going to remain until he comes, but he didn't say how he was coming. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, and technically Jesus did come, come. to him. Yeah. With the on revelation. the Isle of Patmos. Yep. With the Isle of, yeah. And he saw, he saw the throne room of heaven and... The started writing revelation yeah yeah started writing what he saw yeah god he did come yeah he did and he saw the the the, the coming of the lord i mean yeah he, he was born alive and people thought well, he ain't even dead yeah <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> you know and um but yeah so and and john you know closes out the book of his book with with this and you know it's it's his purpose it's his purpose of writing the book this is the disciple who is bearing witness about these things and who has written these things. And we know that his testimony is true. Now, there are also many things that Jesus did where every one of them were every one of them to be written. I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. And that's the end. Mm. Um, and so he's 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 saying, you know, I wrote this book. To bear witness, and my testimonies are true. So he's he's saying that you know here's my version of the story. You know I left a lot of things out, but it was for a reason. Right, <laughs> right. You know that you um, couldn't even contain the books. Yeah, I mean the world everything. itself could not contain the books of all that yeah. Jesus did. So I mean there are many miracles, many things that Jesus said. Yep. You know that that couldn't in that short three year span. Right. You know, that the world couldn't even contain books, could not even be written. And so the purpose of his gospel was not to write all the miraculous things that Jesus did or to to write all the sayings that Jesus said, but to bear witness to yep. who Jesus was and right. his character. Right. And so that, you know, that's why G John wrote his gospel, to bear witness. And if you go back to the beginning of the gospel of John, what, what was he talking about? He's talking about 
you know, um, John the Baptist bearing witness to Jesus, and, right. the and then and then the disciples bearing witness yeah. to Jesus and yeah. testifying and inviting people to come follow and see, and that's that's what the book of John is about. You know, it's it's an it's an open letter invitation for people to come and experience the Messiah in a way that that you know Peter just experienced him, right? You know, because you see Peter getting redeemed, and 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 him encountering Jesus again on this powerful level and, and, and Jesus restoring Jesus and him comforting the brokenhearted. And, 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 you know, that's his invitation now to you, the listener, the reader to come and experience Jesus for yourself, you know, cause here's all the amazing things that he did for us. Right. Here's all of the works that he did for us. Here's all the love that he had for us. Now here's the proof. Now act on that proof. Now act on on what you've seen, what you've heard, what you've listened to, what you've read, what you've experienced. And and now, you know, we as readers and listeners have an obligation to put our full trust and faith in the one, you know, Jesus. And that's what John is inviting us to do. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and, and and I'll also, you know, just to remind us, you know, as we're closing out this book, that God is a restorer, yeah. a repairer and a restorer yeah and that may, may be people in your life right now those who are listening now or listening to this episode later there may be people <laughs> in your life that may not um, be serving God the way you remembered them um, just know you don't know their heart mm. you don't know what they've been through the trauma they have lived through that has caused them to be discouraged or cause them to feel like they're not worthy of God's love. But just know this, that God knows their heart and there will come a time of redeeming the time that the enemy has stolen. And, 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 and we must love people where they are, be, be present, be available and, and let God speak through you. Let the Holy Spirit inside of you speak through you to people to connect to the hearts, yeah. to reignite that fire. Look, Jesus had to start a fire back into Peter. Even though it was symbolic, I believe it was something that Jesus was willing to do for Peter yeah. to reignite that fire, the passion. And I think our prayer should be, God, it's not that, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it's, you know, I've been raised as in, I know this may be very controversial, Pastor Aaron, but I kind of feel you may believe how I feel. I was raised th- that backslidden are people who are not quote unquote serving God. Mm. That is not a backslider. No. Um, I know this is controversial, but I believe from this prime example that John has written out before us, you could have considered Peter as a backslider. And he didn't backslide. He never backslid. Why? Though he his service grew cold, it didn't mean that his heart was away from God. Right. It was because of the trauma, the pain, the shame, the guilt. And I think that's why a lot of people refuse to step foot back in church because they are viewed as a backslider. If I've already gone this far, why turn now? Right. And that is the wrong concept in the church. And I think we have stoned so many broken, and I'm going to cry on this one. We've stoned as a church so many broken people 
that they they've never to this day stepping a foot and in, back into the house of God and won't dare to because they have been hurt and broken and wounded and no one's there to bring restoration. Right. God help us restore the brokenhearted. Right. And heal them. Right. Where they, they can come back and reignite the fire again. Yeah. I think I agree. I mean, I definitely agree with you, but I think that backsliding is totally renouncing God and turning away. I agree a hundred percent. And it's not like renouncing him by like saying, oh, yeah, well, this guy is going and drinking or this person is cussing cussing and doing that. That's not backsliding. No. That's just a hurt person being hurt. Hurt people and hurt don't, people. And they don't know how to act or respond. Yeah. I mean, even Peter, when he was when he was denouncing Jesus at first, what did the Bible literally say? Mm. It said he uttered a curse out of his mouth and said, I do not know him. Yeah. He cursed himself because of guilt. I mean, really? Yeah, no, he said a curse word. Yeah. And, yeah. and he was cursing his own self. He was really, I mean, though he said a curse word, he cussed. Yeah. He, he was cursing himself because he realized what he did. And he kept going deeper, though he didn't want to. Right. He kids, and, and I think that's where a lot of people <laughs> are at. They don't want to keep going, but they can't stop themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's people who no. just can't stop themselves. But does it mean their heart doesn't love God? Right. And and I know this is controversial, but I believe, you know, we, I was raised, you got to say the sinner's prayer. But really, did Jesus, on the man on the cross, when he was Jesus was on the cross, did the man say the sinner's prayer? Right. I mean, I and I fundamentally have a problem with that as well, um, because really— the Jesus doesn't say, "Oh, say the sinner's prayer and and then do this and then do that." No, he says, "Follow me." Yeah, if you believe on me this day, you will be with me in paradise. I don't think. I mean, the Bible didn't ever record the disciples saying a sinner's prayer no. or them leading someone through no. the sinner's prayer. What was it? Just repent and believe. It's it's just acknowledge Jesus is Lord. Yeah, and I think we and I think people can even acknowledge that He is Lord silently in their minds. Yep. You know, because like we were, you know, you you were raised and you taught me and I went to a college where it was like, you know, you have to be loud and boisterous and you have to come f up front and don't know, be ashamed of God. And yeah, every head bow, <laughs> every eye closed. Now raise your hand and you come forward, you know, it, and then we'll then we'll show you, you know, you, we'll, we'll come around you. It's like, well, yeah, I was I was raised that way. Yeah, I taught you that way. Yeah. I mean, but fundamentally, like we don't know. And there are people who say they can come to God mm -hmm. and they come forward and they do this stuff and they really aren't but then you don't then you don't pay attention to the person on the back pew that's really having an emotional experience with Jesus and he's converted in his heart already he doesn't yeah. need to do this in his prayer he doesn't need to come forward I just think if we just uncap our conceived training that's been passed from generation to generation Right, which at this point, some of it's not even biblical. Not even biblical, and and just and and I said it Sunday, love people where they are. Yeah, you mean just love people where they are, accept them where they're at. Yes, and let God do whatever He's got to do. And 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 look, because of Jesus loving Peter, Peter, we said this. He went back because he thought, this is what I was supposed to do now. I don't know what else I'm going to do. Yeah. And we all do that. We all try to find, where can I pick up my pieces? Where do I begin from this point? Mm. That's good. Yeah. But his heart was never from God. No. Never. No. <laughs> that's why he started off with the facade. And that's why Jesus had to nail it. I want to hear it. I know it's in your heart. I want to hear you speak it. 
You yeah. love me. I know you do. You know, it's kind of like him holding. I can kind of visualize him holding by the shoulders. You, I know you love me, but him, he didn't, he no. didn't do that. But it's just my my visual. I think, you know, I know you love me. I just want, I want you just to speak the truth. I know you love me. I know you do. Yeah. it's in there. I see it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And he, he, Jesus, just pulling it out the way he knew Peter can right. receive it. Yeah, and like that's the thing. It's like with Peter, like, you know. Peter's very quick. Yeah. You know, he's very quick on the draw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw we saw him very quick uh, with his anger and yeah. different things and cutting off the soldier's ear. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then his response, you yeah. know, and and so, you know, you know, Peter just in that moment of denying Jesus, he just acted out of instinct, not out of what he actually felt. Mm-hmm. And and you know, now this in the intimate moment with Jesus, you know, Jesus is making Peter come out of his instinct and, and come into the moment and like connect with his heart and say, what do you really feel? Well, it's that notice the, the cutting off of the ear started a chain reaction in Peter. The downward spiral. The downward spiral of the mental <coughs> and the emotional effect. But his heart was always for God. Yeah. It was always for 100% God. 100% of the time. And, and and so when people start a downward spiral, yeah, it doesn't mean that they are don't love God. No. It just means because they love God, they feel that they are betraying him. him. Yes. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Betraying him. Yeah. And that's not the case. They're yeah. just hurting themselves for not just being like David and quick to repent and turn it around. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, could it have been because Jesus reprimanded Peter of from cutting off the ear? Could yeah. could he have responded out of out of hurt as as in like you know this is a that was the last thing Jesus ever said to me. Mm-hmm. So am I really his follower now? Does he did he exclude me? Yeah, questioning him, his own validity of belief of what he was. Yeah, he lost Jesus, his identity. Jesus, yeah, Jesus corrected him in front of the disciples and the, the legion leader. of soldiers. He saw himself as the leader, yeah. the next leader. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, and he and he and he was. I yeah, mean, if you look at the Book of Acts and stuff, but like you know, you you see Peter now. Like the last thing that Jesus said to him was a correction. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then now, wow, well, how good am I now? Yeah, I mean, no I really let him down. Yeah, and then just it. He continued to spiral and spiral and spiral. And he couldn't stop himself. No. And he, but he still loved God. No, he still loved God. Absolutely. And I think when we see people who we... And this this is my, my challenge to you, believer. You see people around you that you feel that has, quote unquote, backslidden. Just remember, they are hurting. They have been through a hurt. And we got to love them back to Jesus. And they've never stopped loving Jesus. Know that. That though they're not serving the way they used to, doesn't mean they don't love God the way they still do. And so so just be patient, be yeah. loving and kind, and help be the tool <coughs> that God uses to restore people back to yeah. ownership of their identity of what God wants them right. to be. I mean, and, and you said it perfectly on Sunday, you know, no one has seen God, mm. but how do they see God? And we're going to talk about this in, in first, second and third John, because it's, it's all through here. It's really good stuff. But how do they see God? You know, they see God because you are now his representative on earth. You yeah. are him on earth. Yeah. As he is, so are you on this earth. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to now be that restorer. Yeah. You know, not that God can't. 
He can it's do that anything. He's given he's he God can do anything. Yeah. But he's given us the permission yeah. to do that now. I mean, why do you think even now in in our services here, I encourage the people to go lay hands on each other because I'm I'm not the only one or you're not the only one that possesses the power to release God's power. It's in the church. Everybody can. Everybody can. And that's why I initiate then. But but you, you said it. We are initiators of loving people the way God wants us to love them. Yeah. Therefore, we got to cut down our thought process. And that, that's why the Holy Spirit is chiseling away mm. at the very edges of things that has built our church culture, as we yeah. call it. Right now, like if you, st- if you step into our church, we're oh, just... Man. We're, we're not the same mm. as we were maybe five, ten years ago. No. You know, it's even seven even, years ago. Even a year ago. A year ago. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's God chiseling away at those preconceived notions and man-made ideals that, that, have, that have set us into place. And and it's just, you know, we're getting down to the, the, the nitty-gritty, you know, and, and, um, and, and just being what God has called us to be and not worrying about the peripheral things, not worrying about, you know, this, but what, like you said on Sunday, again, I will echo it. You know, you can speak in the tongues of men and angels. You can prophesy. You can do all of these works and you can boast about those works. But if you don't love, Mm -hmm. then what good are you? Yeah. What's that? I wanted, I was asking about the Greek word for, for poop. (laughs) Scubala. Scubala. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's hilarious. If I remembered it, I would yeah, have said scubula. it. Scubala. <laughs> scubala. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's Paul Paul uses it in his yeah, body. Yeah, he does. In, in his writings. So. It's all dung. Yeah. It's scubala. All, it's crap. That's it pretty is. much what it and, is. And 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 it is. We, what we do if we don't have love in doing it. Yeah. And this is this is Jesus. That's how much he loved Peter. He knelt by the fire to say, Peter, I love you. I know you love me and I love you and I want you to know there's no no hard feelings and here. And that's, in my mind, that's what grace is. It's not God looking down, but it's God stooping down, getting yeah. on our level and talking to us. Amen. Like a father to their child. Like, you know, I have a daughter and, and you know, when she makes a mistake, I don't stand, oh, I try not to most of the right. time. <laughs> you know, nobody's perfect. sometimes it never works, but, hey, you know, I, 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 I try to get down on her level and, and talk to her. You know, as a human being, as a yeah. person, and that's what grace is. You know, that's what mercy is. It's it's not Jesus standing over us and saying, "You know what? I forgive you, but you did this, this, this wrong." It's no Jesus stooping down to our level, yeah, looking us eye to eye and saying, "You know, we can do, get through this together." And here's the thing: Jesus did not take off his um, holiness of God. God, you know, yeah, he, he did not take that off ever. Though he took on flesh, he never disrobed himself yeah. from the Godhead of who he was. Right. And even when he knelt down and built that fire for Peter, he was still God. He yeah. never disrobed himself from being God to Peter. Right. But he met us at a point of need. Just, and therefore, we are tools for God to use to meet other people at their point of right. need. We don't know what people need, but God does. Right. If we are yielding to the Holy Spirit, He will lead us to recognize what yeah. the needs are. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that, that goes to tell us then our life has to bear witness to Christ too. You know, we have to bear witness that Jesus is in yeah. us. And how do we do that? It's, just, it's not through not drinking. It's not through not smoking. It's, it's, it is through or cussing or not cussing. <laughs> it's not through not cussing. It's not through it's doing not all that. No, it's not. That's just peripheral yeah. things. You know, Surface. you do what you want when it comes to those areas and whatever. Lead with conviction. Lead with conviction. What I'm saying is love. Mm-hmm. That's the key to it all. It's not whether you do this or don't do this or that or this or you pray this long or that. It's if you love, period. Well, I love the song you sung Sunday by Jen Johnson. Yeah, Bethel. Bethel. We give kudos to them. You know, the words uh, to that song. Can you quote them? Oh, yeah. Um, Even with just a smile, let them feel the Father's love. Erase the lines. Yeah. How does that work? How does that work? Oh, it's it's um, help me to love with open arms like you do. A love that erases all the lines and sees the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that when they look in my eyes, they would see you. That even with just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. And that's it. Erasing the lines and see we as a church culture, and I and I hate to, I love the church, that I don't want people to think I'm dogging the church. And this is why I'm so passionate because I love the church. But the lines that we have drawn in our culture of the church has been so defined that it has cut people out of the church. People that are hurt. Yeah. And this is not what church is about. We are open arms and we are God's love and that we love people. And so that's why that is so extremely important. And that's why this whole book of John is an example of God coming down and kneeling down to man mm. on our level. Yeah. And then that goes to show us that, you know, it's not our job to judge or right. condemn people right. where they're at. It's our jo- job to stoop down to where they're at. Right. And look at them eye to eye and, and tell them. You know, when the woman who was caught in the act of adultery, yeah. um, Jesus he what did he do she was on the floor he stooped down he started writing stuff in the ground it wasn't the fact that he was writing something because that wasn't important it that was wasn't the fact important. that he got down to her level looked at her eye to eye and started having a conversation and with her here's a thought possibly maybe what he wrote you know any, maybe it was the sins of the pharisees that were around him well i mean think about it when you're in shame or if you've been caught doing something wrong what's the first thing people do judge yeah. No, the person that's being caught, what is the first thing they do? Think about it. They look down. Right. They, yeah, they guilt. Yeah. But they look down. Yeah. They don't look up. They There's so much shame, yeah. they can't look up. So Jesus had to go down. Think mm-hmm. about that. He had to go down where yeah. she was. And maybe what was written was maybe more for her than for the people. Right. I don't know. That's but that's the thing. It's like the Bible doesn't tell us what was written. No. But it tells us what he did in that moment. He went down because that's where she was looking. Yeah. To meet her eye to eye. To meet her eye to eye. My God. That that just totally changes everything. Yeah. And and to have God love us that much, we don't deserve it. But then now with that same love, yeah. we have to do the same thing. Go down where they are. Not go do the wrong. No. Just go down where they are. Meet yeah. people at their point of need. Yep. That's exactly right. And like that's my biggest thing is that like over the past I don't know, couple decades. I want to say maybe you know since the 50s. Yeah. Church has turned 
from stooping down to their level into a judgmental culture. And elevation, and not demeaning towards the church elevation. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, I grew up with ministers elevated themselves above the people, and you would never reach or attain. I mean, even the school, Bible school I went to, um, the minister there, I had always set the precedence, you'll never, you'll never reach where I'm at. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've heard them, heard them verbally say that to us as students. And, and so, so therefore, ministers put themselves on the high pedestal. And, and so, you know, the, the man of the cloth, you know, or I'm cut by the same cloth, you know, those token comments. Reality, we're all cut by the same cloth. Yeah. <laughs> Flesh. <laughs> Flesh and blood. That's true. And, and Jesus came to redeem our flesh and blood. Yeah. Our sorry rear ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's so true. So I'm I'm gabbing. No, there. I mean it's but it's a that's the perfect way to close the book out though. I mean, um it's just now it's our opportunity mm-hmm. and our turn mm-hmm. to go and be Jesus' hands and feet, which leads us directly into the next, you know, set of works that John wrote. Um first second and third john you know because john talks about in those you know that that who we are he talks about our righteous identity it talks about all this other things but as he closes it out which we'll talk about you know he says that as he is so are we in the earth as he is so are we so it 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 puts it on us now to now go and continue the mission of christ not judging or condemning, but stooping down to where they are, yeah. looking them eye to eye and pulling them out of the trap that they're in. Doesn't mean that they don't love God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they're 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 not following Him. It just means that they're hurt and they're in pain. But we want to thank you for tuning into Calvary's Compass. If you like what you heard, check us out on Facebook. Uh, check us out on um, any social media that we have. I think we have Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff. But. Um, um, check out our website, mountcalvarycog.com. Or if you have any questions, email us at mountcalvarycog at gmail.com. Um, any, anything that you want to ask, um, just, just check us out there. But yeah, that was the journey through John's gospel. And we're going to work through John's epistles next. But we want to thank you for, for going on this journey with us. You know, 29 episodes was a lot. That's a lot. Um, but, you know, we enjoyed every step of the way. So thank you. God bless. And we will see you next week. See you later.